The final season of Power Book 2, Ghost, begins. And for Tariq St. Patrick, it's the moment of truth. In the wake of being betrayed, pushed out of the drug game, and almost killed, Tariq is out for revenge. Will he prove to be like his father and do whatever is to be done to protect his family and his future? Or is he his own man? Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now only on Stars and the Stars app. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T, connecting changes everything. Limited time offer requires 0% APR, 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers, other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. Ted, I want to ask you a question real quick. Let's just keep it real straight shot with no taste because I'm going to get a little bit rough. It's about You either with us or you not. I'm here for those who really believe in the American process, all of us. You play with me if you Straight shot, no chaser. With your girl, Tesla Figaro, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. What's happening, everybody? This is Tesla Figaro, the host of Straight Shot, No Chaser. Today is so important, man. I have loved this woman, literally. Do I want to say my whole life, or do I want to say since I ever knew that I could get on the microphone, since I first picked up the microphone, people that know me know that they used to call me Sugar T growing up. I would rap battle in high school and they would say, get them sugar tea. And it was after her, you know, after her name. She has been so much to me, not just in hip hop as being a legendary queen of the Bay, but also just as a woman, as I personally got to know her over the last decade. She is everything all day in a bag of chips. I'm just so excited. I go from being fangirl, hip hop fangirl to also just really embracing her wisdom and her game and everything that she brings to the table. Sugar T, the queen of the bay, the first female of the clique, the first female to me of the West Coast that really put it on. I don't give a damn if y'all agree with any of this or not. This is how it is. This is her introduction. She is the queen of hip hop, all things, especially West Coast. My sister, Sugar T, joins us on the show today. Thank you, sis, for being here. Thank you for having me, Queen. I'm happy to be here with you. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so we're going to get straight into it. I, I know for the point of time, there's so much I could cover with Sugar. One, how she got into the industry. 
how she, you know, blew up, how she uh, was a part of the clique, the first family, you know, of hip hop that a lot of people really don't recognize or understand how important that was. You know, the the gold records and all of the many, many accomplishments. There's so much we could talk about. We could talk about what she's doing now, you know, with being a life coach and really investing her wisdom back into the community. It is so broad of a conversation. And I'm going to try to weave in as much as I can. But I want to say right out the gate that I encourage you to follow her. I encourage you to watch what she's doing. Look it up. See what's really happening in her life, because in this interview, we will not cover it all. And I want to make sure that we're paying true homage to the queen uh, that I have today. And I want to make sure that she's not short sighted on anything. But I do want to drill in, in particular, uh, the issues of female hip hop. You know, she has a a saying that she says all voices in female hip hop should be heard. And so today I want to make sure that 80 percent of this interview is you hearing from her. 90 percent of this interview is you hearing from her, not necessarily from me. I want her to get it all out. I want you to get it really get an understanding of why Sugar T's voice is so important and how we have to continue this conversation. Also, you guys don't know my producer. Her name is Marcy DePina. She is often in the background of watching uh, these conversations and producing as we're having my interviews. And today you'll hear her chime in and out of this interview as well. Why? Because she is also a DJ, which we don't see a lot of females in hip hop. She is also a hip hop head. And this conversation is really about women in hip hop. And so I wanted to let you know that if you hear her chiming in the conversation, that is who she is. That is her position. Uh, within the Straight Shot uh, No Chaser podcast, but more importantly, who she is is also a female in hip hop. So today we're going to get straight to it and talk about female in hip hop. Recently, there was, uh, many of you may have caught the movie, the Salt and Pepper movie, and it brought up a conversation that Sugar T's had has talked about for years, you know, on the importance of recognizing female icons, the importance of the misogyny uh, in male hip hop, this male hip hop dominated space. There was a hip hop honors uh, that was during the movie where they recognized female in hip hop and you were one. And I remember that's when I connected with you. Shout out to Maurice for connecting me to you. And I was so excited to see you were honored at that as long with all of the icons, you know, that I respected in the game, starting with salt and pepper. Explain to us why that was so important that we went back and kind of relive that moment and, and what has been your journey on females not being recognized as they should. Well, first of all, Tesslin, I think it's good that you're bringing up this conversation because this is the movement. It's the rapidemic. You know what I'm saying? And it's definitely a rapidemic. And um, I'll be able to share with the world more of what that means besides it being my 20th album called The Rapidemic and them being able to get connected to my journey and understand what came along with that and giving another option for people to, you know, to hear another message besides what's being shoved in their face right now from the hip hop female community in order to consider relevance, which is, you know, pretty much a self-made conversation that historically is is not true. So um, anyway, so thank you. And I want to tell you, you know, we and you was together in at least 2008. So that, you know, I think Hip Hop Honors was 2016, somewhere around there, the female hip hop honors um, at that time. So just, you know, we connected far more uh, before that. And it was great because it's always been a powwow when Queen comes together on the same accord. You know what I'm saying? 
So I just want to shout you out for being a, a, a queen in your game. You you stood up, you know, uh, you weren't uh, intimidated or ashamed to connect the dots with another queen as such. You got to, uh, it obviously was divine because you met me and we connected the dots before I even knew that. And the fact that you was holding down an agency and I had just, you know, I know how it is to have an agency and you don't often talk about that, but you did a great job. And, you know, I'm Thank off you. entrepreneurship mode. So Thank you, Queen. Yes, ma'am. So thank you. I know, you know, you're not centered around you, but at the end of the day, it is, you know, this is what we do. We're supposed to lift one another up. And I think if we do enough of that, that's a start and that'll help, you know, with this problem, because the problem right now is that people are not in any way lifting one another up. Everybody is narcissistic and about their own self. So unfortunately, it's a problem, a very big problem. And I think that's part of the problem is women don't lift each other up. And the men want to keep us down because of their ignorance and their immaturity. And then you have the industry with their own agenda. And they're trying to get something done, you know, and then you have us fighting our own selves because um, if we've fallen into the programming and only think that there's just one direction of how to become successful, that becomes another problem. So, you know, when you ask the question about the, um, the hip hop honors and about us being recognized and how it is in comparison to the male chauvinism or the different aspects of it. Well, systematic racism is real in the game and we're hitting it from every angle. The older women, the younger women will get it too if it's not talked about. They shine and they smash it and they thinking that they on top of the world right now and they're excited about, you know, people politically placing them as the queens of hip hop of today. Um, when the reality is, you know, the sad part is the queen. Somebody told me you're not a, a queen. Don't consider yourself just a queen. You're an heiress. They said because the queen, people want to be head the queen. And so it's actually spiritual when you really look at it. Um, they want to be head the queen. And so that means that, you know, you call yourself a queen, everybody calling you a queen. So guess what? You be that queen and you're going to get beheaded too. And then the next one will come in and take your spot. So I'm going to continuously move in the spiritual realm at this point um, when it comes down to that. And that's what it seems to be in the feet for, for females in hip hop is it's a continuous fight for, for who's going to be the queen and it's agendas from the naysayers and instigators who um, are pushing their pieces into it. And it's the females who are us in this game, in the elder generation of trailblazers who basically are getting discredited for what we already did that the new generation is basically doing. The difference is they're grinding it to the ground and they only have one subject to talk about. They're limited. So it's just annoying, actually, when I hear it. But bottom line is nothing against them, but they're just doing all they know, you know, mm -hmm. and they weren't as well-rounded, obviously, than, than we was because we all had conversations, you know, of sex, money, alcohol, drugs, violence, stripping, bullying, and bragging, but we had other conversations too, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. um, so it's pretty clear, you know, that they are limited. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. or they're just desperate or they're just willing to just do that and they don't understand that later there's an energy that's going to come with that as it has already started presenting itself. And at the same time, you know, you're supposed to mature as a woman and being stuck in a box and allowing somebody to keep you there like that is, is terrible. Uh, and you wanting to be there is even worse. And I know what that is. That's competition of females. So we have to deal with the younger competitive females that want to knock us out the box. And this is not just entertainment friendly or, or connected. This is the mindset of young females, period. Mm -hmm. so they don't respect the older generation of women, you know, because we've been 
very transparent as older women and shared instead of hiding our lives and moving pride like our elder generations did. So they tend to take a kindness for weakness because they got to see, you know, versus being hidden and sent in a room. You know what I mean? Why do you think they lost that? Because even when we look at the streets, you know, we look at game and 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 we, we had an appreciation for, you know, the OGs and again, there's female OGs, you know, they really you you looked up, you sat at their feet, you sat at the feet of your elders, you sit at the feet of people who are in the game. One reason why I love the entire click family is because to you, what you were to me, you know, I've told you this a thousand times, but for my listeners to know, you were a female around guys that were familiar to me and you were holding your own. Because I always say the E40 is the godfather of the game. The click is the godfather of the game. I don't care what they say or who started first trap me, who, whatever. The click, the godfather of the game, everything about the streets and how to move and how to protect yourself and how to get money and how to hustle came from your family. And so when I saw you, what gravitated me towards you, you were a female holding your own. And as some people look at Gangsta Boo in that way. Because she was, you know, with no limit because I was around a lot of California guys. I gravitated towards you because you were respected where you were looked at as an equal to me, not even just to me, what I saw, but even how you were respected as an equal. Even if you go back and look at Sprinkle Me and you even look at that video and how you held just your, your physical presence of still being a female and still being fine and feminine. But you held your own, not just on the microphone, but respected in the game. For those of us that come from that side of the tracks, you know, and we know how not only we're, we're not even talking about just a male dominated industry in hip hop, but even the things that the clique was talking about, you were looked at as an equal with men in a male dominated, you know, industry and a male, the streets is male dominated. And you guys were talking about game in the streets and that's what attracted me to you. What made me say, wow, you know, she can hold and I, I give homage to you know, when I'm on this microphone and I'm holding my own and hosting my own show and talking shit on Fox News, whatever, it, that comes from females in hip hop. It really, really does. It comes from you. It comes from Sugar T. It comes from watching females rip the mic. I call a microphone commander. I know they say MC, but really being comfortable on this mic to speak your truth. And you did that. What do you think happened behind it's like once a, a, the new generation got in, they just completely forgot about what you guys did. Do you think it's been more? Do you think you guys haven't reached out enough? They haven't reached back. There hasn't been a communication. Do you think it's more on them? Do you think it's the, the executives that say, well, you know, you don't need to connect with sugar tea? Because one thing I pay, I give a lot of credit to Lil' Kim. She seemed to be somebody when she got on top, she went back, you know, did Ladies Tonight and, you know, brought in a lot of different females to show different voices. And it just seems that that era seemed to get it more. Didn't do it perfectly. But what, who do you think is, is really to blame on, on not paying, you know, the, the homage to you guys as we should? <laughs> well, <you> know, <laughs> that's a, a big question. <laughs> right. It's a really it's a really it's a long story. And I am definitely addressing it in my new Rapidemic project. Um, but I can give you some tidbits. There's different layers to that whole thing. You have the combination of the real world of disrespectful young ladies who disrespect their mothers, period, and their fathers, and disrespect older people for a variety of reasons. And 
that's not that's very difficult period for a mother to be disrespected by her child um and you have these young females running rapid doing this period over the past three generations um i would say two more so was the worst but the third generation they start coming out of it um so you have that real dynamic in real life and that's an energy you know what i mean that's the energy that spreads across the nation um then you have on top of that the young females um being put in front of the game for us older females and looking with this same mindset but now it's even worse cuz it's like shoot up it's a smash and show them how to do it you understand and they take advantage of slipping in the game someone puts gets behind them and then they in the middle of it are excited to do it and think they about to knock us out the box. You know what I'm saying? And then you have people like myself that's like these little chicks couldn't touch me with a 10 foot pole. They need to sit down somewhere. I don't have to prove nothing to them. I already proved it. You know what I mean? They're doing what I did 30 years ago and it's played out and I'm not buying it. <laughs> so, you know, and sometimes you got to step back and gather your marbles and just look and be like, look at this show. Oh, my God. These people are crazy. Like, who's believing this crap? You know, and where is this coming from? And then you have the other people on the other side, the men who are very, very have become very, first of all, scared. Second of all, intimidated by an older woman like myself with a voice, you know, Look at me. I've raised three, two generations. I have children are almost grandchildren. I have children in their 30s and I still look 30. And I, I'm proud of me. I, forget the hip hop. I'm proud of me. You know what I mean? I was a teen mom. I escaped a lot of trauma and drama. You know what I mean? Self-inflicted as well as just victimized or just out of ignorance and limited exposure. That's my power. It's like, forget rap. I don't care how many millions you sold or how many raps you can rap. Anybody can rap. That's the reality. Anybody can be made a rapper, you know, and eventually it'll showcase that they're not really real rappers because that's going to play out. You're going to start seeing them fall off. You'll start seeing things happen to them. You'll start seeing energy come hitting them and then it gets real to them. Then you'll start seeing wiggling. And then next thing you know, you hope that they can keep their mind because now they didn't enter into a whole different element. So that's just like a part of the conversation of what happened. So in that, you know, people just took advantage of their own agendas. And in that agenda, um, you know, some of us, um, first of all, I'm not reaching out to no kids. They need mm-hmm. to reach out to me. I think like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I think like a big mama. I'm like, you know, yeah. I don't have to, I don't have to chase you to give you no information. I don't have to, I don't owe you nothing. I have kids that I have, that I didn't raise. And I have many people that I have, that I have stepped up to the plate to go give information to in the real world from day to day in my work as a social community advisor slash, you know, programmer slash mentor slash, you know, uh, executive director of nonprofit organization of these type of programs that reach out to the community of all different types of vulnerable populations. I do my job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm good at that. And I can do that the rest of my life and feel like I've accomplished my, my ministry here on earth. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? But I don't have to reach out to rappers and say, hey, come with me. And to be honest with you, if you do reach out to them, some of them are so arrogant, they'll think you want something from them. You know what I mean? And they might be disrespectful and that might make me mad at the end mm-hmm. of the day. 
So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm very skeptical of even thinking, one, I have to, and two, of doing it. I feel like they're, they need to reach out to me. You know, I'm around, I'm, I'm 36 years in the game. You still see me standing. It's something I did, right? You feel me? 20 albums later, I already did platinums and gold. So I don't really make music to make platinums and golds no more. I just make music to make music because I want to, you know, and have it available and keep my catalog going. You feel me? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, and if they, they have enough sense to stop and ask you why you don't got platinums and golds, because I don't have to break my neck to do it. I already have them. I have plenty of them. I have 15. Mm-hmm. The 20 of them on my wall, it's three I have not even collected that I just got a few minutes ago because people use my samples and go platinum. You know what I'm saying? So, and I get royalty checks and there's a whole bunch of seeds that I've sown and that I, I'm, I'm good. I'm happy. I don't have to prove to you guys. This is you guys that got to prove. You youngins or you new artists got to prove to the world what you are and live by that. I don't live by that. So, mm-hmm. That's why I say I'm not going to reach out and I don't have to. And those who got enough sense to do it, I do have a slew of those chicks around me and they're respectful. And you could tell the difference in their mindset. Their mindset is not just about, oh, I want to be famous and I want to be seen and I want to knock the older chicks out the box. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, They're more so about, you know, I just want to be a part of something positive and what you're about. And um, and I just want to do creative things just to keep me out of trouble. And I'd rather have somebody that can't rap a lick and respect the game and I develop them than, you know, be dealing with somebody that's, you know, people that's always in my inbox. Oh, check this rapper out. She raw. No, I don't want to be bothered with, you know, I'm not, I don't have to chase them. She should be in my inbox, you know. Mm-hmm. And she said, hey, you know, sugar, you know, um, can you mentor me or can I connect the dots? And half of the people that do do that, I'm not interested in what they serving, and I don't have the patience to baby them. They got to pay me, you know. Mm-hmm. Because my information is valuable. That's why I do have an online school, SprinkleMeLearningAcademy.com. And that's why I do offer coaching services when it comes down to that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, we, you talk a lot about, you know, everything is not just about sex and ass and titties and women rapping in, in one way. Let's kind of go back to what you mentioned in the beginning of the interview. And Marcy, we actually were talking about that before we got on with you. She said the exact same thing. We were talking about the era where women, you know, in hip hop, had a lot, you know, to offer, you know, it was a, it was a diversity, whether you had the MC lights and the queen Latifah and, you know, little Kim and, you know, the left eye and you and gangsta boo, there was a, a big variety, you know, uh, of different content. And now, you know, the content is, is, you know, pretty much the same. Do you think the listener is, is to, you know, is, is the, the listener's ear has changed on, on what, on how to make things pop and like, are they some, somewhat to blame, you know, on, on that as well? Did we fail, you know, as I was always around people older than me, 10 years older than me. So do, did, did we fail in, in educating younger women? Like what, what should be popular and what you should, you know, what you should aspire to, you know, do we take some responsibility in that as well? Definitely. Um, uh, again, we got another another few layers to it. There's different things um, that happened in, in, with different situations. You have some, you know, older women that like me that I'm. I wasn't just going to sit in front of the camera all the time. You know what I'm saying? I I wanted to have education. Mm-hmm. I want many rooms. I wasn't going to just be set on no stage. Okay, sugar, you don't understand. You can't relate. You're just a rapper. So no, I got a couple of master's degrees. I own a business. 
I work in front and behind the scenes and I'd like to be well-rounded and I wanted to make sure that I raised my children. So therefore that was my first responsibility. So you have people like that, that get older and, you know, and we accomplish our purpose on earth. And that's part of it is by women being a woman and multiplying. So you have us who have to deal with not always sitting in front of the scene. So that left room, you know, for this other ones to come in and then cover up our brand because we're not, you know, because we're not as visible as maybe we used to be. You have some that had to get back to health. You have some that needed to balance. You have some that got in situations, you know, all different types of situations um, from domestic violence to abuse, to drugs, to this and that. So each entity, and then you have some that went on to other things, you know, and weren't really uh, as interested as, um, you know, like I said, of just only doing rap. So um, not knowing that people would come in with their agendas and try to cover up our brand and sweep us under the rug in the midst of it by putting these other ladies in front. Um, so, um, so it's, it's a combination of, not just that, but that's a part of it. I can't say that that was our fault, but human nature, we have a right to balance, you know, and we have a right to grow up and we have a right to do more than just rap. So I can't blame that on us. Um, two, um, I kind of, some responsibility has definitely, I feel is for the older generation of men, because um, at that point, because of the choices that some of us make, they don't, open the doors for us and just say, here, come on, let me look out for you. And let me just push you in front of the game and make sure that you stay your stake in the game since you already, you know, since you trailblazed for it and you was, you was the originator of, of this thing. So um, I know you had kids or I know you went through a challenge or I know you had something. They don't have no life jacket for us. Mm-hmm. So they don't pull it out and say, Hey, you know, let me give you, let me give you a push. They say sit down somewhere you old now. Okay. And you're lucky to even be somebody and you need me. So either you kiss my butt, you know, say what I want, don't rock no boat, do what I say. And unfortunately that group of people got into a mindset of the only thing that is, that should work is foolishness. And that is the messages of sex, money, alcohol, drugs, violence, stripping, bullying, and bragging. And they lost their they lost their leadership ability and they got fearful and got behind these younger generations, not only of women, but men too. And said, we need to latch on to them to survive. And it's like, everybody lost their way. And like I said, in the rapidemic, I have a very extensive conversation about this. This is a project that I'm working on because people need to understand where this whole transition came from. I seen it in 2000, 1998. I was aware that this was going to happen. And this is exactly what happened to this date. So you have that going on. Then you had grandmamas and aunties and mamas letting the kids come change the music in the house. Mm-hmm. I ain't never seen so. See, I'm an old school. I get sick of rap. Like, I can't listen to rap every day, even before the message changed. That wasn't my mainstay. You know what I mean? I like old school music, the OJs, the Temptations, Johnny Taylor. I like the blues. I like, you know, G music. You know, I like Curtis Blow. You know what I'm saying? I like, you know, a variety of different type of sounds, Lenny Williams, you know, and I can keep going on and on and on. And in that liking, I'm going to, when I finally do go to a party, I'm trying to go to the party and I'm talking about like family parties and friends parties, uh, friends of friends parties, you know, these local or these house party types or gatherings, you know, supposed to be innocent gatherings, they turn into a hood party. So they would let the kids come change the music. And I'm like, why are you letting the kids change music? And I'm ready to go. Mm -hmm. So I've seen this for a very, very long time of people coming in and changing the music. So nobody played old school music for their kids no more. So they changed the music and then basically changed the mindset. 
The final season of Power Book 2 Ghost is here, and no one's future is safe. After surviving a hit on her life, Monet, played brilliantly by Mary J. Blige, has to reckon with what led her to almost lose everything and to atone for the life she has forced her children to live. And on the other side of the coin, Davis, portrayed by the multi-talented Method Man, is suspended and on the verge of losing his law license. Desperate to survive, he fully embraces the criminal underbelly of his enterprise and finds himself working for both sides, loyal to whichever one benefits him most. And then, of course, there's Tariq, who finds himself at rock bottom and facing threats from every angle. With his future in the game in serious doubt and his family's safety on the line, will he lean into the St. Patrick name and do whatever has to be done to get back on top? Like father, like son. Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year? Their year. These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T, connecting changes everything. Limited time offer requires 0% APR, 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers, other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. Versus has highlighted, you know, many older men. Hip hop. I was just having this argument before we started this interview. They've highlighted many older men in their 40s, 50, even some in their 50s. Your brother was 1E40 too short, you know, and versus has highlighted many men in hip hop older. And I've asked this to some folks that know some folks that vote versus and they say, oh, you know, they tried to reach out and the women don't want to do it. I don't know. If that's necessarily true. What's your thoughts on that? Why hasn't you know, they've done it with female R&B artists. Why have they not said let's do a versus with Sugar T and Gangsta Boo or Salt and Pepper with MC Light or Queen Latifah with whoever, Miss Ellie. Why, why do you think it is that Versus hasn't reached out to um, to to our female icons? I don't even like using the word older because they don't do that shit when they talk about the men. They say icons, they say legends, they say the GOAT. So they don't ever say older Jay-Z or older E-40 or older Too Short. They say icons. Why is it that Versus has not reached out to female icons in hip hop 
in your opinion? Well, you know, they're just doing what the hip hop industry does. The hip hop industry has their picks. Everybody's selfish right now. If you ain't got a million hits and, you know, you rock popping with whether they fake views or whether they, you know, whatever it is that makes you look like you can help sell something quicker, then, you know, they're kind of, you know, they, 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 they're shooing by you like you ain't there. So ain't nobody reached out to me. You know what I mean? But I don't have a million followers and I don't have it on purpose because I'm not paying for no views and followers. It, to me, you don't stay authentic that way and you can't really get no real monetization from that. So because I'm a real business, I run a real or organization. I want real buyers of my product lines outside of music. Sprinkle me boutique. Dot com. I want real activity when I give workshops and different types of projects that I do, uh, educational and presentations and stuff. I'm not going to pay for no fake followers because the algorithms get confused and you'll be paying, you know, for nothing. And you can waste your money when it comes to digital marketing and all the stuff that come along with that. So I, I plan to stay authentic. I'd rather have 50,000 real followers that's real, authentic, consistent. And if they don't do nothing but pay for an album and a t-shirt, $20 a year, I'm okay with having a million dollars a year. You know what I mean? You know, if you get... Mm -hmm. But do you think it's the followers well, though? Or just, hey, uh, well, I mean, do you think it's deeper than that? It, because I'm, I'm just giving my explanation because that way somebody's listening to this, then they get to hear why some of us don't have a whole bunch of followers. We're very aware that we can pay for followers. I can pay for followers. I can get a million followers by just spending about three or five thousand dollars quickly. But I choose not to. So they overlook us because of one, the followers, because this is a selfish group of corporations now and industry gatekeepers that just want an easier route because they know the internet can bring a lot of visibility and bring more visibility to their products. You know what I mean? So it's a business. So that's one reason why they probably overlook us, you know, and they'd rather go to more of a place. Uh, they've been doing this for a long time, splitting us all apart, meaning that if they come on the West Coast, they're just looking at LA artists. You know what I'm saying? Not Bay Area, uh -huh. us trailblazers who got long track records of a large body of work, you know what I'm saying, ongoing and, you know, and have made quite a bit of, of trailblaze and innovation in the game. They overlook us here in the Bay. We have a few of us. We got the Sugar Tea. We got the Conscious Daughters. We got Oakland 357. You know what I'm saying? And I can keep going on and on of us nationwide presented females who broke some movement in this game. You know what I mean? And they don't look over here, you know, because of that. Because we're over here in an independent type of mindset and world. And we're over here in a male chauvinist area where the males cover us up because they have their own agendas and own different issues going on around their personal lives as well as their own mentality of immature thinking, which is pride, ego, control, you know, fear and selfishness. And immaturity in a sense that, you know, they don't think like the people supposed to, like the kings, the real kings, the real leaders of, you know, let me keep the queens, let me keep the ladies that are mature, let me keep the balance in the game, let's give them a push too, let's keep them moving because we're supposed to be the ones that keep this game going from queen to king and at the end of the day, you know, we have that issue so we get covered up because they're not looking out for us. You get what I'm saying? 
They're not pitching. They're mm-hmm. not pitching us saying, "Hey, mm-hmm. you know, why don't you get sugar tea on her? Hey, why don't you get yo on her? Hey, you know, Ice Cube ain't going to say, "Oh, let me go. Why don't you get yo yo on?" If these niggas are calling, say something. They we probably get a little push here. But these yeah, say that. Say that again. Yeah, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Yeah. you feel me? <laughs> and like I said, I'm saving some of yeah. this stuff for the yeah. rapidemic because it's it's real. It's some real stuff behind this thing. You know. I'm going to get real deep into that. And so that's part of the problem. It's just like, if you ain't taking care of your home, then why should I take care of your home? If your house, when I walk in and I'm not mm-hmm. just to clean it up, it's going to get dirtier because I'm just going to drop my stuff on the floor because there's stuff already on the floor. So it's that kind of a mentality. If they ain't looking out for us, then who, why, why, why well, they, they people ain't looking out for them. So why they, you know, we ain't got to, you know what I mean? So it's, it's selfishness and it's foolishness. And it's a lot of, like I said, immaturity and different agendas at the top of the chain of gatekeepers. And that's a part of it. So when they do bring somebody, they're going to bring salt and pepper, or Missy Elliott, or, you know, they're going to bring East Coast people that have a lot of presence, that get all the money and the pay gigs, you know what I mean? And that and half of them don't even have over three albums or four or even five after all these years. And I don't say this to knock them. I'm just saying they don't they don't respect the game of body of work and hard work, real, true hard work. We out here on the West Coast, in the Bay Area, West Coast, grinding for real. Like, we raising kids. We holding it down. We have to create our own jobs. We have to keep ourselves going to keep our space, our mentality, our mental space, as well as our physical space and our financial space. And ain't none of these niggas giving us a hand up. None of them. You understand? Yeah. Matter of fact, yeah. they've given us a hand down because they want us to kiss their butt or they got their own, like I said, limited maturity you know, limited leadership. And these are all people that's put in leadership positions that can open up doors that won't at the end of the day. No, that's real. I'm glad you said that because there's a big difference between, you know, you can speak with true authenticity because like you said, you don't have to do any of this. You done already did what needs to be done. But I think it's important, Sugar, that you keep exposing this for what it is. Yeah, I mean, you've made up a point. Cube, what's up with Yo-Yo? Back when when you needed a female on the on the album, you know, when you needed a female to come in and, and do her thing and was involved in the movies and this and that, why you didn't bring the homegirl in? When you and I first hooked up, just so people know, when you did the Weed Project, I want people to know that you talk, which your walk is matches your talk. You had Sprinderella, Yo-Yo, you allowed me to be a part of that project. You were, you've always said, let's make sure that we're uplifting other women in the game. So just for folks that are listening, you, you've made a point, you know, to include. And I'm glad you said that. I mean, let's call names. Let's call the shit for what it is. These men have opportunities to open up doors that they just simply don't. And that has to be called out. And it's not because we need it or because we have to have it to survive. But it's important that these other women know, know that the same men that's, that you think looking out now, May not necessarily be the same 10, 15 years, you know, down the, down the pipe. Everybody, everybody's selfish. Yeah. They're all selfish. You know, the reality is there's inside things going on in their own space, you know, for different reasons. You know what I mean? And they're human. You know, it could be simple as a wife not wanting them to be connected to the woman. You know what I mean? So now because you got a wife mm-hmm. that's hating mm-hmm. on, you know, that's worried or that's insecure or whatever the reason, because she's obviously selfish and not looking and saying, let me think maturely about legacy and generation wealth and this and that, 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 you know, they should be pushing 
their men to say, you know what? Why don't you hit another woman? Man, I'll be having some of these dudes that hit me. I'll be so proud of them. Um, I have dudes that like, I'm supposed to give you a gift. We have made this gift for your brothers um, or for this person and that person. And my wife was like, you need to make something for sugar tea. You know what I'm saying? And I said, you know what? You got a solid chick for real. You know what I mean? Because she looking out for the woman too. She's not just thinking of her own self. She's not just saying, well, I'm taking care of, so I don't care who else don't eat and survive. You know, so there's simple things like this human thing that goes on with these men, all of them. And they have all these different hangups, you know, of why they don't want. And that's, I'm going to get a little deeper in the rapidemic because I have some insight on some of these situations. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is, it's, we're a part of mess at the end of the day. And again, we're a part of leaders who've been pushed in front to oh, that can't that's not opening up the doors for us. Um, that actually fell into the scariness of oh my god, we got to latch onto the youngsters to make it. No, you don't. The youngsters got to follow me. I don't mm-hmm. care if the platinum yeah, or gold. I'm a G. I don't have to do what the kids is doing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I've been thinking that way for a long time. And now it's coming back around. Now all of a sudden that I've heard a couple of conversations that OG is like, oh, we got to get back and make some OG moves. And we got to stand tall to make sure. Yeah, you guys should have been doing that. You should have never lost sight of who you was. And that, you should have never Absolutely. kicked us around us who didn't lose sight and make us feel like we had to be like the little kids. Because I conversations with them exactly. telling me I need to be like Cardi B and I need to be like Nicki Minaj. And I'm saying, honey, that stuff is played out. What they're doing is old. That's not new what they're doing. I'm not going to be like them. They've already, they're being like me already. It's just, I'm not going to grind it to the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the difference. You know what I mean? I don't want to just talk about sex, money, alcohol, drugs, violence, strip and bully. That stuff is so old and played out, you know, to me. And, and it's just, it's, it's elementary and it's sickening to see that they have created an industry of the hip hop music that, females are so elementary and so shallow like that by not bringing about the balance and by these OGs not helping push because they helped make it like this. They're the ones that pushed them in front of us and then allowed ours to be buried, you know, by not supporting us because they programmed everybody that you got to hear a woman, on a man on a, on a woman's music. Or you got to be a woman that's going out the ordinary to show her behind and do foolishness, act like a boy or run around, you know, smoking weed and, and, and doing things that's going to basically put her in jeopardy of having to run around holding a gun and protecting herself all day long and fighting that energy of that lifestyle that she got to live. And some of us is just not willing to do that. We can still be cool and still be relevant and still be hood and ain't got to put all that energy out there. Man, you said a word right there. Do you think the salt and pepper movie, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think it was long overdue? Do you think that they didn't cover enough? Do you think it should have been more broad with you know, more kind of include more of the icons, specifically them Xing out uh, Sprinderella's part. And and this is where after you give your thought, I want to bring in Marcy on this, you know, from being a, a female DJ. When I was growing up and I wanted to be like salt and pepper, I was focused on the person on the mic because I wanted to be a rapper. I didn't think about, you know, the, the DJ part. And when I watched it, I felt bad because even at the end, I remember saying, well, damn, where's Sprinderella? But it didn't really you like click on me really. And then I saw when folks on, you know, on Twitter, that's why you have to constantly be checking yourself. And I'm like, why? I wonder why I didn't pick up on that. And I I felt bad because I should have recognized that she wasn't being, you know, recognized as she should. But for me, it was a nostalgic, you know, I was just going back to, you know, I had my hair like sold. I got in trouble for trying to steal some biker shorts because I wanted to have the, you know, I wanted to have the biker shorts to be salt and pepper. So I kind of, you know, forgot. And I'm glad that I'm glad that she spoke up 
and and said on Twitter, you know, Lifetime, this is messed up that you just flat out, you know, didn't include me in this. You didn't ask for my opinion. You didn't tell my story. You can't tell salt and pepper without telling the whole story. And I'm saying that to say that had she not spoken up, I don't even know if people even would have missed that. Now, they would have missed it if it would have been run DMC and you forgot to include, you know, Jam Master J. You know what I mean? So it's 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 amazing how that that just kind of yeah. just went over mm-hmm. people's heads because mm-hmm. that's one of your girls. What's your your opinion on that movie and, and how that movie just kind of kept her out of the equation? You know, it, it, it goes to show you how your history can be erased just like that. Um, and especially through these algorithms, especially through the Internet and how people are getting information now. You know what I'm saying? It just goes to show how easy you can be erased um, in terms of if you don't speak up and help try to bring balance, you can put somebody out of work. You know, and unfortunately, I've been in that kind of a position. and I'm going to put that in the epidemic as well because of choices that I've made you know, and was, and had the right, uh, the right to make because of the surrounding. And at that moment, something I knew I could never get back. I had to make a choice. So the bottom line is it just, again, it put me in that mindset of how easy and why I, I don't have to rap. I'm, I can sing, you know, I could sing you a song right now to blow you and take you into tears. You know what I mean? I have singing albums and I'm a singer too, but I stay in hip hop just for that reason. I stay connected at some capacity just because of that type of stuff that could happen to give somebody an excuse. No, I'm not going to get out the scene because you ain't going to have the excuse to say, oh, well, you know, sis, or, oh, you know, sugar, I didn't know you were still doing it. No, you, all you have to do was Google me. You'll find some hip hop stuff and you're going to find it current. Every year, I'm going to make sure there's something current, you know, and if you don't do that, then that's one thing that can kick your your legacy under the under the bus and there's your generation wealth there's your legacy your the kids that come behind you your children your children's children and now it's not just financially that there's a challenge but it's emotionally because you got people saying lies on you you got people somebody else creating your history for you and making a movie about you telling you what it was about and it's partially true and partially you know a lie and these are all the things that could happen to people so it put me in the mind of saying let me continue to push forward and do what I'm doing because I'm on a serious mission to make sure it's clarity in my space, you know, and that they don't get a chance. So I'm like, you know, if I put myself in a position like I'm in a group, the click, you know, equally is equal. The difference is I started off with the click, help found it. You know what I mean? So I was automatically created and presented as an equal. However, not always treated like an equal. <laughs> But, you know, hey, it is what it is. That's the way we went into it, you know, because there was brains and other brains behind it that also helped push into it, you know, before I came and just slid into that position, position, you know what I mean? And helped find that piece of the puzzle. But at the end of the day, when I think about that, you know, there is some things. I mean, there's men. I don't want to be in every picture with them all the time. I don't want to hang out with them everywhere they go. But I definitely don't want to be erased out the group, the clique. That's right. And it's so much harder to, I mean, to be the only female a part of something is so much harder. I- any man can be a part of a group, but when you are the yes. only female, you know, or when you're the only female DJ. And not only that, but I don't want to be erased. But if I'm not seen in a picture, it's just people saying, oh, that's just the boys hanging out. You know what I mean? They don't just assume, oh, Sugar T is not in a group no more because those are boys. But I can imagine what Spinderella could feel as a girl and being X'd out. And no excuse for her to not be seen when she was off 
That's right. But at the same time, when I look at the fact that there was other DJs before and they were salt and pepper before that, I don't know if that's how they're looking at it. You know what I mean? If they're looking at it as, oh, you know, this was us originally and we just let you come in and do the DJ and you shouldn't be considered to be a part of the group. However, the world was conditioned and programmed, you know, by understanding that it was salt and pepper and DJ Spinderella. Right. And also the new generation is watching that for the first time. The whole point of this movie is also to educate people as well. Everybody don't know what happened. How can you have... How can I say at the end of my straight shot, no chaser show I have at the end, I say, shout out to my producer. Like you can't, this show can't be relevant without the producer, without the person behind the scene, without the edit. The click can't have a movie without sugar tea, regardless of how big of a role or small of a role, whatever it is. How do you totally ignore that? And, and Marcy, I want to bring you in on this because I just think it's important. You being a female DJ, I just want to get your perspective on how you felt like, did you feel erased by the DJ just kind of being minimized, you know, from that whole, you know, that whole situation. I did, I did want your thought, your thought on that as well. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting and listening to your conversation and, you know, Sugar speaking on the misogyny and the the various layers and challenges that women in hip hop have from, you know, what the record labels want, what they're willing to put their money behind and promote in the way that that gets directed competition with the men and, you know, when men feel threatened because a woman's actually coming with bars, which is what hip hop is about, you know, an MC is about slaying with bars. That's what an MC does. I think that in so many ways, that Salt and Pepper movie, you know, really summed up a lot of the struggles that women went through and have gone through and continue to go through now in hip hop. When you look at Salt and Pepper, Really, you know, Herbie was the one driving that ship. He was driving it from the jump. He was dictating the money. He was making the deals. You know, it's like Salt was the girlfriend. She's kind of like following his lead, his direction. They bring in Sandy, you know, it, it's, I mean, they bring in um, Peppa. And it's just, you know, the way that they went about it was very much directed by him, even down to the money, where it was like, okay, well, I'm going to take my cut. And, you know, Salt, you're going to get this cut. Let's cut you know, Peppa something smaller, or you could just share what you're getting with Peppa. Like that's messed up, you know, in terms of the way in which, you know, Spinderella's story was told. Yeah. I mean, she came into the group early on. They did have their challenges. There was an original Spinderella, which again was, you know, orchestrated by Herbie and, you know, whatever type of politics and drama was going on with that setup, you know, there's that. Now you have another person from the perspective of being a DJ, yeah, I think the DJ was cut out of the story. And I think that's messed up because I remember when all this happened. I remember remember when there was all of a sudden a new Spinderella and we were like, oh, it's a new Spinderella. But she was fly and she actually added a lot to the group to the point where, you know, when they came out with What a Man and all the other, she was singing. She was adding other elements also, not just behind the scenes, you know, cutting up stuff. She actually had a bigger role in the group. So it was noticeable. You know, but when I look at what their clapback was on it, what they were saying, they're saying that it's ultimately about their friendship that they had as Salt and Pepper and how that unfolded and all the drama that they went through, which in a lot of ways was, you know, manipulated and perpetrated by the male relationships and the various politics and challenges that they had to navigate being two women in hip hop, have becoming mothers, you know, dealing with relationship drama dealing with the lack of money that they were getting going around the world and working to your tired to the bone, leaving your kids at home and still having to come home 
and, you know, just be getting by. Like, it's not like it was all fun and games for them. So I think from the perspective of, you know, Spinderella, I think, yeah, I think she should have been included. If you're going to talk about salt and pepper, she added, from my perspective, she added a lot to the group. Without her, she added an extra flavor. It was like salt and pepper, and then you got the spice of the Spinderella. You know, I thought that was dope. Mm -hmm. So from that perspective, yeah. But Mm -hmm. I think in a lot of ways, even on that topic, I think that the issues and the dramas and the struggles that women in hip hop face even play into it down to down to that very issue. Yeah, they they were abusive. Um, I think that was very abusive. They helped kill her legacy. By by, that was what I was closing out is regardless to what it was, they should have dealt with it in a professional perspective. You know, sometimes groups don't know how to separate business from pleasure. And when they don't know how to separate business for pleasure, they don't use logic. They use emotions. And when you don't have no leader that's good enough to just be real with everybody and say, look, the only way we're going to do this is with you, salt and pepper and such and such. You know what I'm saying? DJ Spinderella, because this is what it was. And we want to be respectful to everybody. Somebody has to stand in that gap. But that's what people do with groups. They do these kind of things. They'll pick the person that they feel is the most valuable. And then sometimes you have a leader at the top that has so much ego go, he think it's all about him or she think it's all about her. You know, you got people on the outside. Oh, I wouldn't help them. Look what they did to you, you know, such, such. It could be 20 years ago, you know. But look what they did. I wouldn't help them. I wouldn't share with them. You know, I wouldn't, you know, they're bad influencers and they had, you know what I mean? And then Yet alone, they're successful. That makes it even worse because then their ego is really big and their head is really big and the devil really talks to them to tell them, you know, it's about you. You, if you, if you do this, you're going to help them. You don't need to help them. Help yourself. It's all kind of stuff that come with that. And the next thing you know, they make a move and here they go. They got this lady's legacy erased, you know, doing something like this. There's no excuse for that. And I don't, I don't appreciate that. And I don't, I like Spinderella and I like salt too. You know, I like salt. Um, I met her. I never met Pepper. I met salt. Me and salt traveled the same road by changing our, our, our growth, spiritual growth. And we connected in that world Mm -hmm. for a second. And we actually exchanged information. I never really got to work close with her, but she was very uh, open to communicate and gave me her real number. You know what I mean? she wasn't acting funny. And um, and I think if I would have continued to work on the relationship, we probably would have a much closer relationship. But I also have worked with Spinderella and created projects and actually included her with the mind to sell the product. And, um, you know, and Spinderella has always been very receptive. Uh, matter of fact, I brought her to the Bay Area for the first time before anybody brought her out here and gave a big old party in the Bay Area, just loved on her. You know, we had like three Three to five thousand people out the door at this one club. It was the biggest night that they ever had in their life called Sweet Jimmy's here in Oakland um, years ago in 1998, I believe, 1999. It might have been 2000, somewhere around in between 99 and 2000. So, you know, so I know she meant a lot to everybody and she meant a lot mm-hmm. to me. It's always receptive to working with everybody. And she was a raw DJ. She showed up and showed out. And she made it look good. Well, a DJ okay. make you look it's good. A DJ who could put it on and yeah. look fly. And, but I mean, I think, don't you think that it comes down to the bag? Like, I think it comes down to the bag. I mean, you know, I wasn't there when the when the check was cut and when the contract was signed. But I'm sure that Spinderella didn't get paid either. Paid hey, like a DJ. That was my understanding. No, I'm it's- talking about in that film. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think it was about the bag. Um, and I don't even think it was about getting paid for the film. I think it was about if they got something personal going on, mm-hmm. you know, because people get offended in groups. First of all, they gang up in groups. Sometimes it's 
all three on each other's side, you know, or all two on each other's side, then it's two that's not. Or sometimes it's, you know, it's one against all of them, you know, and they create what you call gang rivalry at the end of the day, having these sidewinded conversations. And sometimes you might end up being the, the one that's looking side-eyed at, and that side-eyed person has to survive. So she might go move around and try to get some stuff done. And it might even make her look even worse or him look even worse because he's trying to survive. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, sometimes they have to step back for the sake of their health <laughs> to balance and be like, look, I'd rather step back and just try to figure this out until this either plays itself out or we're able to have a, a conscious conversation so we can come to a conclusion, you know, uh, and on the terms that will allow us to still work together. But sometimes it's hard for them to come, for people to come together in groups like that. I'm in a group. I understand that. I've been kicked out many a times, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Where don't nobody want to talk to me and I don't want to talk to them neither. You know what I'm saying? Until it calms down and somebody can tell the whole story. And sometimes people can't separate business from pleasure. They, it ain't no get back. Sometimes it's all about them. Well, you did it. You chose this choice. So now I don't need you and you don't need me or I don't need you and you need me. So if you do come, you better come kissing some butt or come crawling to me because I got all the answers. And some people's not going to do that. You know what I mean? But unfortunately, mm-hmm. because of that seed that was already sold in the brand that you created, when it's time to do stuff like that, then that's where the problem can come. It's like mm-hmm. now, you know, can y'all just come together for that moment just because but it's hard for people to separate business from pleasure when you're immature and when the enemy is in that, you know, and when we have portals open that allows us to receive that energy of not coming to the conclusion of let look, even though we ain't getting along, there's still legacy, there's still a group that the world loves. It ain't just about us, even if it's just coming together once a year, twice a year, three times a year for these kind of projects. We could just say we come to these terms and we'll talk about what we're going to leave out and what we're not. So that when we come, even when we come together at that time, we're going to make the right choices, you know, and not make this worse for each other just for the sake of generation. Well, for the sake of generation legacy, for the sake of the world and people that follow us and love us, you know, and being able to continue to give that to them and to everybody get a little money in their pocket. You ain't got to be married to each other all the mm-hmm. time. You can be married and separated mm-hmm. and come together when you need to and go on about your very way and keep it pushing, you know? One thing that I noticed about the movie that I didn't know was how they highlighted how Pepper didn't even want to be a rapper. And I wouldn't have never known that if I if I didn't watch the movie, you know, and that, if she was saying, I don't even want to rap. And he wrote everything for her. And it seems so even though we know men have writers all the time, but we're talking about the dynamics of hip hop, female versus men. And I know there were people who left that movie saying, you know, females, see, they don't even write their own lyrics. They're put together their, you know, their projects. They're meant to just do one certain thing, which I think is totally unfair because again, men have rappers, but what they have highlighted men in that way, you know, to show, and even if it's the truth, my point is they decide what goes in these movies and what goes out of these movies, you know, what they put in and what they don't put in. And I left feeling like they kind of made it seem like females are just here to be Barbie dolls. And they did do, you know, do right by, uh, by salt and showed that she really was a rapper and she was really, you know, as involved as she could be. But even then she still was controlled by her man. So again, true story. I'm not saying it's not a true story or what it is, but I, I know the impression that was left on females really handling their business and being a lyricist and a writer. I would hope that at some point there's another movie made about another icon 
that can show that females can really run their own business mm-hmm. and write their own shit, you know, so that that's not the impression that we're leaving on the younger generation that didn't know anything about, you know, salt and pepper. When I was inspired by them, I was young, fourth grade. I wasn't thinking about who was writing this and who was writing that. I thought they was cute and they could dance and they could rap. And I was attracted to that. But those who don't even know anything about the legacy, I feel that doesn't need to be the last conversation we have about, you know, icons in the game. And it's not taking anything away from them, but it's important to show that women doing their own, handling their own business too. It's not all just male dominated and somebody sleeping with somebody and you getting on because you got a boyfriend. You know what I mean? It, 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 it's, it's, it puts that in the game that all women that come up must be dating somebody. And we've all dealt with that. Oh, you must be sleeping with them. Or you must be this, you must be that. No, actually all my clients are female. All male clients that I've had, I've never slept with. First of all, I'm not even attracted to squares in that way. So let's get that, <laughs> let's get that straight. The type of men I like are not in my industry at all. But there's always this presumption you know, that women have to sleep with somebody to get ahead or somebody has to give them, you know, the, the toolbox in order to do it. And that that movie perpetrate that. It just it just did on both sides of the wow, game. That's, you know what? That's so. a good point. You said, Tesla. It's, it's a lot. That's a really good point, because the reality is there is a difference um, here on the West Coast. We write our own music. Me, I do. You know, I do. And I know a couple of others that write their own music. You know what I'm saying? And. We run our own production. We're independent. I'm a record label. You know what I mean? I was born into a record label as an executive and was taught to run one. And today I still run one. I still run Sugar Tea Music. You know what I mean? 36 years later and run the whole movement. So some of these women really don't run their own stuff. You know what I mean? And that's the problem. And some of them are not taught the game. Um, And that's half of the reason why they don't share with nobody else, because they really don't know what's going on. They have to depend on the machine. You know what I'm saying? That's part of the reason why you see half of us don't even work together, because a lot of them really don't understand what to do. And sometimes they'll see a sugar tea coming because <laughs> don't none of them have to reach out to me to come for to work with me at all. So, you know, you you you. um. Bless their hearts, but we're we're just as bad as the youngins, the older generation of females. The only one that reached out to me is Latifah for the event, and I was surprised, to be honest with you, to for her to make sure she highlighted me as a West Coast female, uh, West Coast pioneer from VH1, and I give her a shout out for being real. And I believe it was only because of our per, our, our first way that we hooked up, it was 100. And she knew that's what I was about. You know what I'm saying? Because she got to see me in action. She got to see me dominate the stage when she came to the day. And she was out there and she was in the crowd when I seen her. And I was like, wait a minute. We was at this big um, summer jam. And I was like, wait a minute, y'all go get her. You know, I told the security guard, nah, go get Queen. Go get her out the crowd. Don't have her standing out there. You know, she was out there, you know, she was kind of tall. So she looking on every, over everybody and I seen her and I'm like, nah, go get her. Because I was always a chick lover, meaning that not in a gay way, but I, I don't, I like men. I'm heterosexual, but just to make nobody get that <laughs> twisted. But I was always like, I'm the only girl out of five men that I grew up with. You know what I mean? So I was happy to see another girl. I'm like, oh, I got a friend. I'm sick of him. Now I'm going out with the girls, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? That kind of mm-hmm. thing. So you're mm-hmm. in a group as the only girl and you grew up in the house with only girls. Unfortunately, sometimes when you're the only girl, you don't always get the best crowd of women that come around the boys that like you and want to embrace you and love on you. Sometimes you could actually be hated on because of that. And then that's 
direction. That's a whole nother story. But anyway, the bottom line is um, I was happy to see her coming and I got the guard to get her. And when we came into the movement, we connected, we exchanged numbers. She got to hang out and see the show. She got to see that I was a dominator. I wasn't playing around. I was able to hold my own. And I think that that gave her a lot of respect. And then, of course, I'm sure she looked it deeper. And a lot of people like Roxanne Shantae, you know, she said when she was on the West Coast, on the East Coast, she was like, shoot. I, um, Sugar, I used to listen to you. She gave me an award on the hip hop honors, um, in, on the West Coast hip hop honors, um, the underground girls of hip hop. And she, when she gave my award, I got it on tape and everything. She said, I was listening to you on the East Coast. And I was like, I'm coming to the Bay because I want to come rock with Sugar. And I was like, girl, I'm listening. I was listening to you with the, let me tell you what story. Yes. Hey, how I got to be so fresh. You know, that was our anthem. That was our little hood, female hood anthem. So I was like, I was rocking with you too. So when we connected, it was like, Boom, we know each other, but they make it so hard for the older generation of females to exist. It's very difficult for them to share their territory. You know what I mean? And in a lot of cases, they don't, when they don't know this independent system, that's the difference. We here in the West Coast, in the Bay Area of the West, I can say, you know, as trailblazers of the independent movement, you know, before Master P, you know what I mean? A lot of people give Master mm-hmm. P the credit, which he, he gets credit too. Um, matter of fact, we were in the same time at the same movement with the same connection, you know, um, and moved around, you know, as such. And matter of fact, he hired me to do one of my first features with me and X. But bottom line is we move independently and we run our own movement and we know how to go in there and get a producer to write, or to write, uh, to do music. We can get a production. We, you know, me in particularly, and um, most of us, even here was not trained like me. So I know that sometimes the, the women in that movie with the women having to go by the support of the men um, and those that were connected to them and rely on the machine. It is true. (laughs) You know, most of the women are relying on the male machine. And unfortunately that is a lot of the downfall too of the woman because you need a woman too, you know, in your ear, not just a man, you know, because sometimes, you know, that balance is needed because a woman understands what a woman goes through and what she needs, not just the men, you know, and the men sometimes, you know, have a certain way and it could make you or break you. And then when you date the man, <laughs> it makes it even worse. Or if you're in a relationship with them and something happens, then now you kind of left behind a little bit. And sometimes they could even blackball you and put you in a position. And if you ain't got no way mm-hmm. out, you know, and no way to push your own stuff. Because if you look, you see a lot of them don't put out a lot of albums because they can't. They're Mm -hmm. they're dependent Mm -hmm. on their real machine, on the machine, on the commercial corporate machine. They don't know how to just set, set, set things up independently like I was taught to continue to make music. That's the only reason why I'm able to make music, you know, only because I know how to put my own stuff out. And I don't care if it's still 10 units or 10,000 or 10 million at the end of the day, long as it's out and it's available. That's still my catalog, still something that I'm in control of, but they don't. So just for those who do watch it, understand that there are a lot. Um, there's not a lot that move there, move independently like that. But there is some of me that's out there, and I'm one of them. I write my own stuff, and I produce my own stuff, and I mm-hmm. set my. I'm a real producer. I don't just show up. I play this guitar. I play the mm-hmm. piano. I work with producers. We partner, and I call it producing up. That means I come in and I say, 
put this down over here. Let's put this over here. No, let me show you how to do it. And then they'll clean it up sometimes because sometimes it's difficult to get right to it. But the bottom line is some of us are not robotic, you know, but over there they are. And that's part of the reason why I think they don't work with us over here as much, you know, the, the older generation of the West the East Coast, because over here we're different and we operate and move different. I think there's certain coasts that move more on hype and in and, and the prettiness, you know, the glitz and glamour. You know, they live mm-hmm. for the limos and the big hotel lifestyle and, you know, the big, you know, all super fashion design over here. We just put it together and we like, hey, we showing up and we got the mic and we about to make it happen, you know, and we'll get dropped off in a van. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's not yeah. about the glitz and glamour, you know, because that's not what makes it. So I think they judge, they judge us and it makes we're the runts of the game and they're the prestigious of the game. And I feel that that is the difference between the salt and pepper types and, you know, and the tours where they're picking and choosing who they going to pick to put on it and who's not. And I'm grateful for Latifah because Latifah was one that actually said there's plenty of people out here. She stepped up to the plate. I'm so glad that you brought up Roxanne Shante Sugar because the thing with hip hop is that the industry controls the stories that get told and what artists get yep. major financial backing for promotions. Uh-huh. There are many powerful MCs, like real lyricists. And again, for me, it's always about the lyricism. How I judge a female in hip hop is the same way that I judge men. It's about your bars. Uh What are you saying? Hip hop for me is not just about bravado and bragging about what you got. You know, that's part of hip hop. But when I think about, for example, the song Uh Self-Destruction, to teach to each is what rap intended Uh is one of the lines that D-Nice says. And Uh that's how I think about hip hop. That's what hip hop means to me. It's a movement. It's about talking about what's happening in our streets and our neighborhoods and the things that, you know, are not being put out there. It's our form of social commentary. It's it's African. It's based in African principles of using music as a form of social commentary, you know, a way to communicate with the community, a way to call people out. Women been doing that. That's that's what women do. Uh-huh. So, you know, I'm glad, Sugar, that you brought up Roxanne because, you know, I live on the East Coast and she's from Newark and she always has bars. She always has held it down and could go toe to toe with any man. And yeah, there's the glitz and, and all that. That's true. But it's still about the bars, you know, Latifah, MC Light, Rod Digga. Lauren Hill, you know, even people that are up to now, like a, a Rhapsody, a Ciroc the MC, or Isis the Savior, or Pineapple City, you know, that's part of the younger generation on the East Coast, but they don't get the shine that, you know, some other artists get because they don't have the the Barbie doll packaging and, you know, what people want to see and what the labels want to promote. But, um, you know, these women, these lyricists, they've they've always been out there holding it down for 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 the real hip hop, for the culture. The problem is, is that these stories don't get illuminated. The final season of Power Book Two Ghost is here and no one's future is safe. After surviving a hit on her life, Monet, played brilliantly by Mary J. Blige, has to reckon with what led her to almost lose everything and to atone for the life she has forced her children to live. And on the other side of the coin, Davis, portrayed by the multi-talented Method Man, is suspended and on the verge of losing his law license. 
Desperate to survive, he fully embraces the criminal underbelly of his enterprise and finds himself working for both sides, loyal to whichever one benefits him most. And then, of course, there's Tariq, who finds himself at rock bottom and facing threats from every angle. With his future in the game in serious doubt and his family's safety on the line, will he lean into the St. Patrick name and do whatever has to be done to get back on top? Like father, like son. Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that could become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T, connecting changes everything. Limited time offer. Requires 0% APR 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. That's interesting that you said you were surprised that uh, Queen put you on. That's that's interesting. You know that 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 actually surprised you. It says a lot. You know about how how much work we have to do. You know in this industry to to look out to not be afraid of knowing that there's enough for everybody in the game and knowing what I'm here for is not the same thing you're here for and being confident in it. It's just hard to find women who are like that. Period. I was talking about that before we even started this. Marcy has her podcast too. But she supports mine. It's not she can get on the mic and also be a producer for me and vice versa. And and we don't see enough of that. And I don't expect everybody to be that way. But I know. Yeah. We need more well, I definitely come in like I was saying about Latifah. The, I, I was I was surprised because you get so used to the people trying to block you and not, you know, the the uh, the gatekeepers not being fair about stuff. You know, they could use anything against you. Oh, well, why should we choose her? And she's in a group. She's not considered a female hip hop honor. They could have used that against me, even though I'm in a group and mm-hmm. I made I got solo songs in the group. I got solo albums, too. But they could have used that as my that's the only reason why she was successful. So she's not really a female honor. You know what I mean? So I was really I, I will say it the rest of my life, you know, and I have much judgment on a lot of people. But on her, she can't do no wrong in my eye <laughs> because mm-hmm. she kept it 100 and she respected me. And I truly believe because she had a chance to have that hands on experience with me, which means a lot when you have relationships, those were the politics come in. You know what I mean? And um, and at the 
same time, she mm-hmm. was being fair because she knew the Northern California area contributed, you know, not just the West Coast LA area, but the Northern Bay area, you know, legacy that I had, that I carried that, you know what I'm saying? And you almost could say the West Coast, but if you really mm-hmm. want to talk about, you know, the bodies of work and, you know, and hits and, you know, some other stuff that goes along with it. But I don't want to take all the credit for the West Coast because that'll cause another. That's me doing the same thing that all the other girls is doing. Although I do. <laughs> yeah. The West. I do have a song called The Queen of the West, but I did that on purpose. At one time I called it The Queen of the Bay. You know what I mean? I had that for a second, you know, but at the end of the day, I'll, I'll take. I'm one of the queens of the West, one of the originators, one of the trailblazers. And here in Northern California, definitely I will take all the credit because I was one of the first who made the moves that I made uh, across the country and sold that seed to be more visible nationwide. But at the end of the day, it's not just about me. It's really about us as a whole. And as a whole, Queen Atifah came to represent and say, look, y'all, to the industry. She said, look, you know. It's not just, it ain't, Nicki Minaj is not the only, you know, female MC, you know, there's people like Missy Elliott, Little Kim, Sugar T, uh, such and such, such and such. And she pulled it out and made it very plain and simple. And that's what we're supposed to do mm-hmm. for one another. People need to step up. Yo, 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 Ice Cube. Come on, push a nigga. You know what I'm saying? Nope. Mm-hmm. Push Rage, my nigga. Rage is my girl. That's right. You had Rage a, a part of that project too that we were part of. And Rage to me is one of the coldest, you know, and, and I, I, I still believe she's underrated and did not get the attention that she should have gotten or the investment. Let's put it that way. The investment in her projects as she should have gotten. And you have brought those ladies together on previous projects and people need to know that that you carrying what they should have been doing. You know, with Cube and all of them, y'all should have been doing that because they have put them on. They make it hard for me to carry. You know, I can love to continue to carry, but they they don't share. They don't help. They made it rough. The guys, you know, I I say Cube, I say um, Snoop, um, all these fellas, 40, all of these men, they don't want us to grow up. They want us to stay mm-hmm. kids. And it's mm-hmm. like, we're not kids. Let us have our mature message. Let us bring the balance in the game. As long as we hold it down, that's all y'all need to be concerned about. Some things you just do just because. Not because, you know, get out the program. Just do it just because. Just because. Because it's the, the right, right thing, thing to do. do. Because she's one of the first. Because she's the queen of my camp. Because she is a mother. Because I have a mother and I know how rough it is to be a mother. Because I see my mother get abused and I didn't like it and I know she went through some abuse. Because it's certain things you just do just because. And it doesn't have to be successful. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be, oh, because, and nobody's going to ask you for an applica- explanation. Nobody says, why did you do that? And it don't sound like this. They're going to say, oh, that's your sister. Yeah, showing love as you should, because that's that's what I was getting ready. Right. Yeah, because make make no mistake about it. And E4 need to notice, and I'm a big fan of your brother, but Sprinkle Me would not have been as successful as it was from my view without Sugar T coming through. Here comes the top notch. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You don't have to say that. <laughs> when I'm a girl, when I would go and rap battle, I'm telling you, I would say that like. That was all about here, here comes a top notch coming through that whole the whole energy shifted in that song. And that song would not have been as big if you weren't on the record. 
I mean, let's just call it what it is. It's not taken away from me 40, but it's important to know that there was a dynamic shift and there was, you contributed to that. You contributed to that. How many times did it go, go? Tell, tell us a little bit about that before we close because I want people to know how it's big that was. a couple times platinum and so is hurricane, hurricane, but you can call me hurricane. My credit was yep. got high seat sweating or, you know, Captain Saber, oh, I want to be safe, you know. Uh, Loving tricks when yes. I'm pimping and even snitches just for my richest captain say me it's all good if you slip it all them whoop tickets whoop tickets some city chicks gotta be yes. sing sing <laughs> stupid ass shit soul train's about to pay me though so I can scat to Vallejo to the iggity iggity oh uh it's a game of, you know what I mean my brothers give me credit they give me credit that's what he do do yeah. 40 because it wasn't just a, a okay. show up on the song, but I was instrumental in helping write it as well as instrumental in coming up with the concept and, you know, and helping expand that concept, you know, or the influence of that concept. So he does give me credit for that for sure. Um, but right now, yeah. this is well, a time where we up. don't need credit. We need some action. Okay. We need some that's action, right. <laughs> brothers. Get it together for real. Y'all need some action. Y'all need to mature, stand in your king leadership ability and get God sense. You understand what I'm saying? And get mature right this moment so you can shift the energy in the game. Because right now we need, we, I'm calling for these soldiers and not just on your show, but I'm calling from them, period. And I'm not going to let down until they call me mad at me and say, you on there telling my bit? Yeah, I am. Because this is the truth. And the truth will set us free. We got grandkids coming. We, you guys are stopping our, you guys are committing systematic racism against the older women. You guys are allowing this to happen, letting us get stomped on by these young chicks that's taking the mic and acting like they're queendom, queendom comers, which I ain't mad at the youngins. Y'all can keep coming, but there's some other chicks out here that's raw too, that's older, that should not be pushing the game. And you guys are allowing hip hop to become a, 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 a mockery of foolishness only. And that's not the only thing that should be happening. And you guys can help. You know what I mean? You guys can help. And this is one little small way that you can, or come get behind me. Come get behind Sugar. Come put a, a, a machine behind me and let me help expose the sisters. Let me be the one to take the slack. Let me be the one to do work. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? That's what I want to see. You feel me? Absolutely. What you basically just described is politicking. You know, at the end of the day, everybody don't have every role to play. You know, I say it all the time on my show. I say some people are looking for allies. I'm looking for straight shooters. Somebody got to say something differently. And what I call the consequences of consciousness, I may have to take the slack for something you can't say, but that's my role. We all have to have a role in calling certain shit out. And that's why. And, and back to what you said about it ain't about, you know, giving credit. It's about action, which goes back to the song Wolf Tickets. I did. A, I, I use that song. Wolf I still use that now. I did a, a post maybe about a month or so ago where I said politicians are selling wolf tickets because I remember that record. All the stuff you just named. I remember being in the club and people don't even know. A lot of people may not even know that you sung those verses addition to also rapping and also writing and all of this shit. So you damn right. It's some cold-hearted yeah. shit. Some cold-hearted yeah. niggas. Yeah. yeah. Dusted yeah. and disgusted. Yeah. And he's a time of name ringing. Major factor FedEx. High-powered lawyer Zanna. Young nigga having his bread. Let him know, let him know, man. Let him know, let him know, let him know, boy. You know, it's, yeah. uh, it's ongoing, yeah. but yes. Girl, I'm turning red as my lipstick. You can see on the, for, for those who don't know, we, we, Sugar and I can see each other on the video podcast and I'm turning red it's as my hard. lipstick because I'm telling you, this, this was, this was my inspiration and in knowing, you know, that I can get on the microphone. If I was not in politics, I damn sure would have kept on pushing my rap shit. 
And you were such an influence in that. And that's why I wanted you on the show today. We can go on and on and on, but for the sake of time and, you know, being respectful of your time, uh, you know, I want to close, but man, I just wanted to give you your flowers, you know, while you're living. I do it all the time and have been for the last decade plus, but I want everybody to, like you said, it's not just about behind the scenes, you know, it's about the minute I got access. Shit, when, when you and I did the project, a decade plus ago, and I remember that was the first, it was Lush Radio, you would put out, a, it was just a you know blog talk radio, and they wanted to interview me about the project you and I were working on way before this came into the mix. I don't forget that shit, Sugar. I don't forget, what people don't understand, I've been doing this microphone thing for a minute, you know, my own, whether it's blog talk radio or a TV show in Dallas, a, a TV show in Orlando, radio, I've been putting in the game, putting in, been putting this in for a minute and didn't have a machine. Like you talked about, you know, to get behind me. Marcy can attest to that. I tell her constantly, I'm just excited just to have iHeart and Charlemagne look out for not just myself, but just for other women. Maybe some people are accustomed to having people, you know, come in and support, but I'm not just to even have a producer, you know, be a part of your project. I'm used to doing it myself, putting, recording it, interviewing it, editing it, putting it out. And then the people who were around me that could have, could have helped, they didn't. And those who had me be a part of their project, I know why they had me be a part of their project. They saw me as value, but they didn't value me. Let me say that again. They saw me as value, but they never valued me and my voice. So I know what it means to for somebody to put that action behind when they actually do have a little bit of, you know, a little bit of crack in the door. And that's why it was so important to bring you on as soon as the show, as soon as I, I knew I was having a show, you were on the first on my list, my original list where I said, this is who we're going to have on. We just got to get the timing, you know, and politics ended up, you know, pausing our interview because I needed to get through the campaign. But I wanted you to know. You know, that anytime I have a platform, I'm damn sure sharing it with you. I don't know my how big my platform will be or how much help it can be, but I'm going to do my part to pay homage to the queen, one of the people that originated me on the microphone and has influenced me. And I have no problem, you know, being humble and submitting myself to say, sister, you have been my sister before. When he said, sugar, sugar, that's my sister. You always been my sister. That's why we connected because I talked about you so much. And Maurice is like, I know sugar for real. Let me put you in contact with him. And I was like, you shouldn't be like, girl, I was more excited to meet you than I ever would any sitting president uh -huh. because I know who influenced me. And that's real. Like I know who influenced me in the game. That's who I had to look up to the guys I was dating and the things I was around. It was you, you know, that really was that female that's really okay. Yeah. That's what's up that I can do that shit too. I can hold my own. You go respect me. You go girl, you are everything to me. And, and you've been more than just that. You've always been down to earth. When we first talked, I was like, tell me about the game. And I was just sitting there because it's so much. You can just soak up. You can never be above learning something you never know at all you know there's experiences that you have that i have not had that i want to know about and more importantly i want to uplift this so others can learn too you know so i just thank you for coming on and being you and for those who don't know when we get on the phone it's just like this like for hours i just listen we talk about so much you know from relationships and past trauma and business and, you know, uh, running a, you know, consulting business and even HR, we've talked about that and staffing and giving people interview skills. I mean, we've had so many deep conversations that I hope you come back because I want to highlight so many things about you and what you bring, you know, to the game that people may not know. 
but this was our first, at least, you know, introduction to my folks on our relationship and how important you are to me. And that's, that, that is what this is about. So I thank you, sister. I thank you for being who you are. I want people to know your story too, on how you talk about, you know, a lot of the trauma you've been through and how you've healed from that. There's a lot that you can help women with and they, they need to know that story. Um, they really do. And from the business side of things. So I hope you do come back and go more into your story. But for now, I think we've given them, we sprinkled them enough uh, to give them some game uh, that they need to, to, uh, to be able to move forward. Tell them where they can find you, when your next project is coming out, where should they look up, you know, look up your information before we Okay. Close. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I appreciate you caring and loving on me all the time and being the same. And thank God for your platform. And I just pray that it just goes super viral, your platform in general, rather on me or anybody, because you deserve it. So yeah, you guys can follow me at Sugar T Official YouTube. Again, Sugar T Official YouTube and get my latest album called The Rapidemic. Um, you can listen to it on a playlist for free on YouTube and you can stream it in all the digital outlets and you can buy it at sprinkleme.biz uh, or sprinklemeboutique.com, both the same site. Sprinkleme.biz if it's easier for you to remember. Again, sprinkleme.biz and get some goodies there. Um, we support parents of children with autism, moms of children with autism, and we also support vulnerable women in vulnerable communities and marginalized communities. We promote community wellness and we support those initiatives so um so when you do you're supporting um an initiative and you can find out about them on that site you can also follow me on instagram twitter and facebook at sugar dash t again sugar dash t and i hope that you guys um, continue to watch the platform with teslin and support her platform be a part of her movement and help her keep conversations that make sense going in the game well that is sugar tea y'all fine she says herself she's a mom she's a wife she's a grandma fine as hell if y'all want to go look she still got <laughs> still fine as hell still got it still my girl before i did this interview a friend of mine texted me i said i'm getting ready to interview sugar tea he LOL. I said, why'd you laugh? He said, man, I, you going to hold your girl down to the end. I said, you better believe it. <laughs> you better believe I'm going to always he laughing because I'm oh. always saying, <laughs> I'm always talking about sugar tea. I'm going to hold my girl down. I know what loyalty means. These niggas may not know it, but I know what it means. I'm going to always pay homage to the icon, not just of the Bay, but of hip hop in general. This is the icon. You've been listening to Straight Shot No Chaser with Sugar Tea. Please go follow my girl. She will be back so we can get more into this conversation. Make sure, again, shout out, special shout out to my producer who also chimed in on this show, Marcy DePina. Thank you so much, Marcy, for putting in your insight and people getting a chance to hear from you and your perspective and how you look at it, you know, from the East Coast, because that's important, too. We must continue to lift each other up. And guess what? If you don't lift us up, fuck it, we're moving on anyway. Uh, just like the Army and Gideon, it doesn't take 10,000. We really just need 300 strong. And for those of you that are listening to Straight Shot No Chaser, please join. Make sure you write a comment review share subscribe get down with the movement i really believe that it doesn't take a whole lot of us just enough of the only of the strong survivors that will really continue to keep pushing this as straight shooters make sure you log in every single week we're going to keep you abreast of everything that's going on in politics and continue to have more dope interviews like this that we can expand our conversations and grow our minds make sure you continue to visit like i always say use it lose it but i can't make you choose it i hope today you found something uh, that you can choose for your life to help you continue to grow until next time Tesla Figaro.
Peace. If you like what you heard on Straight Shot No Chaser, please subscribe and drop a five-star review and tell a friend. Straight Shot No Chaser is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. I'm Tislin Figaro, and I'd like to thank our producer, editor, mixer, the one and only Marcy DePina, our mix master, Dwayne Crawford, and our executive producer, Charlemagne the God. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is Clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at HighFiveCasino.com! High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino! 